everyone, Dave and Jeff. Time for our second podcast of the week. Jeff promised you three. We're going to get yeah, you three. We'll be here. Back to back, we got you guys' podcast. No more angry tweeting and saying, where's the show? Yeah. We'll take care of you. I have a question for you. Yeah. As we are watching right now, it's the Giants and Padres. And my friend Pat Smith told me today at work that his most hated athlete in sports, he's a Cubs fan. Okay, Hang on, go let ahead. me qualify it. So he summed it up perfectly. He said, of all the guys that played for the Cubs in the time that he's cheered for them, which is a long time, okay. by far, by far, his most hated member of the Chicago Cubs history is Jeff Samarja. Oh, that's funny. I thought you were going to go another direction. incredibly funny, right? Yes. Hates him. And I think went to the game tonight just to boo Samarja, even though he's no longer part of the Cubs, he's part of the Giants. I think right now there is a three-way race for the most hated member of the Padres, and it's pretty amazing. On a national level or local? Local. Okay. By far, the, the guy, the shotgun leader, right out of the gate, got off to a huge lead this year was Ian Kinsler. Yes. Ian Kinsler was out huge, but I think right now Ian Kinsler may have been caught as we're kind of along the backstretch using a horse racing term, getting ready to turn this and make the turn and come for home. I think he's been caught by Austin Hedges, and I think he's been caught by Will Myers. Now, we have been very, I agree with that. We've been very vocal on this show for years about that Will Myers bugs me as much as any member of this team in history. Yeah. Including guys like Chris Brown and others that have worn that uniform. Doug Marabelli. <laughs> Doug Marabelli, yes. Right? Of Other course. guys that just pissed you off. Will Myers just bugs me, not because of anything he does. Uh, he doesn't strike me to be a bad guy. He just strikes me as a guy that doesn't care. Yeah. That me too. That's uh, my that's my whole issue with the guy. Makes me insane. Because when you look at him, he could literally be a five tool player and it's hard to find any of them, but he looks like he just doesn't care or like the game. And then there's an interview that he does with Dennis Lynn, and certain people bought into it. I won't mention names, but their initials are Pete and Point Loma, <laughs> where he talks about, hey, I need to get refocused, and I need to get off the bench. Dave, it's the same shit yeah. we've heard from Will Myers for three years. But, again, not mentioning names, Willie O'Ree fan. Hey, this is really enlightening. This is great to hear. He could talk the talk all day long. Walk it. And finally, they benched him. But yes. I want to ask you, are you surprised at all at how many people in this community have turned their back on Austin Hedges? Okay, here's my biggest problem with Padre fans is they don't step away from the uniform. Meaning just because they have the uniform on, all of a sudden, they're great you got to step away and look at it from 360 and go, wait a second, what is it really? And Austin yeah. Hedges has been bad for a long time. He's just been a terrible hitter for a long time. Baseball today isn't stealing bases anymore. It's not like Austin Hedges is throwing everybody out and we need him back there. Guys don't steal bases. Right. And maybe he calls a great game and he blocks the balls in the dirt and all that stuff. He has given you zero offense. He's killing you. He's hitting 158. You know, sorry. It was, yeah, he's hitting 185. I'm sorry. I was looking at Dickerson below before he left 158 so you look at hedges 185 and he's been doing that for the most part his whole career he's yeah. never been hitter he's an automatic out and the pitcher's an automatic out and now that people see that the padres actually have light at the end of the tunnel and it's an exciting lineup it's more evident than ever that this guy is killing the team 
Now, he is hitting 205. It's yeah. not like he's Actually, coming up. a little up, bit lower, yeah. Yeah, it's not like he came up and hit 290. No, I mean, but, but you're dying for a catcher. But there are certain things that you have in your job description. Each and every one yeah. of you have them. And if you go to work and you're only doing 50% of what your job description is, eventually you're either going to be reprimanded or you're going to be dismissed. Yes. You're not going to be encouraged to continue to focus on that 50% while ignoring the other 50%. Yeah. And the game is offense and the game is defense. If Hunter Renfro is able to produce offensively and defensively, if Tatis and Machado and Hosmer are able to produce offensively and defensively, why do we hold Austin Hedges to a different set of standards exactly. than those four guys? He's shit. He's shit. I, I, again, Will Myers is shit and is about to walk into one of the worst contracts this team's ever had. It's nothing about them personally, but if you can't perform the job, I believe you deserve to be called out. And listen, you may like Austin Hedges and you may think he's an excellent defensive catcher. And I heard Ted talking the other day about gold gloves could be coming his way defensively. That all may be true. But when you have a pitching staff that can't get out of the fifth inning, yeah. when you have a bullpen that looks like they ran the Ironman triathlon, man, you need every guy in that everyday eight to, to big time perform. And Austin Hedges consistently, in the time that he has been part of the Major League roster, has been unable to perform, and that to me is a huge problem. I don't know why you feel the need to coddle him as a fan base. And look, if miserable Padre fan or others go way overboard and rip him, so what? Here's the deal. You're going to argue with me right now, but I'm going to be right. The Padres had a catcher here that was hitting pretty well. But remember at the end, they wouldn't even let him play catcher. It was Yasmani Grandal. Yeah. Okay? And then people go, ah, oh, fuck Yasmani Grandal. I tell you what, Yasmani Grandal right now for the Milwaukee Brewers has 18 home runs, 46 runs knocked in, and he's hitting 265. If you threw that into this lineup, oh my God. Can it's you a imagine? big damn difference. And you go, well, that's just this year. No, he hit 24 home runs the year before that, 22 the year before that, and 27 the year before that. It's completely different offensively. And by the way, when you look at how guys frame pitches, he's number one or two every single year. He's considered one of the best catchers in baseball, yet nobody wants to give him any credit and point out that was a terrible trade when they let him go. Well, they cut him loose because he was a two-time PED yes. failure. And, but he hasn't been caught since. No, I understand that. But remember, but, they wouldn't even let him play catcher then. He was playing first base at the end. Yeah. He joined us on there. When we were at 1090, he joined us on there. And he says, catcher's my position. Look, but I, I'm just saying... Tell me, Jeff, that this lineup isn't a shitload better if you have Grandal instead of Hedges batting. Well, you need Mejia to hit. Yes, you do. You need Mejia to hit because Grandal is no longer an option. You need absolutely need Mejia to hit and figure it out. But I just I would challenge all of you, and especially those of you that are in a managerial position, if you have an employee, I don't care how nice they are. If they're only doing 50% of what their job requires and leaving it for the rest of the staff to do their, that other 50%, how do you not call them out? I swear, if I'm sitting there and I'm part of the team and we have an eight-man team and Austin over here in the corner is doing a really good job on the basics but doesn't do shit and you're protecting him, I guarantee you the other seven are looking around going, God damn. Yeah. Can this guy buy a hit? You're telling me, and I'm not naming names, you're telling me that every guy in that everyday eight 
looks at what we saw yesterday when Myers and Hedges come up to try to save the game in extra innings, you're telling me there's not a thought running through any of their heads going, oh, fuck. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Give me a break. Give me a goddamn break. They're all competitive. They all want to win. And as somebody said yesterday, I'd give credit to them, it's pretty sad when you have two veterans come up with the game on the line and all we're hoping for is the opportunity to get the game to a 20-year-old rookie. Yeah. Because these two dinks can't get it done. Yeah, true. That's exactly where you're at right now. But who's the most hated guy for you, not on this Padre team, because we don't care what you think about our team. Who do you hate on the Dodgers? Well, well, I'll tell you what. Hold on a second. Because uh, I thought for sure when you said most hated your friend said, the reason I thought you were about to say it was because he was on TV at the time. We're watching the Padres-Giants game right now. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Machado. And I was like, no. okay. So real quick, I want to give some credit to um, Machado. I I listened to a podcast today, Mm -hmm. and it was with Ryan Rossillo and CeCe Sabathia. Oh, okay. Okay, it was when the Padres were in New York, Mm -hmm. and it was outstanding. And eight minutes in, he talks about free agency, and he talks about uh, what it was like being chased by the White Sox and a chance to play with his brother-in-law and Yonder Alonso, and the family was really pushing for that. And talking about the Yankees and different opportunities and, and, you know, San Diego and this and that. You're going to like the podcast. It, it's great. It's weird to hear swearing. It sounds like they're yeah. on our show. Because Sabathia and Machado cuss like crazy all over this thing. But Machado comes off really well. Yeah. Comes off really, really well in the in the podcast as a as the kind of person you go, okay, what's he really like when it's not KUSI interviewing him, you know? Defensively, it, it it's been weird. Because I feel like all of a sudden in the last week, and maybe it's just timing or anything else, I feel like all of a sudden maybe Machado and Tatis are ready for the break because I feel like defensively you've seen a few more kicks and bobbles and errors yeah. on the left side than I remember. Um, I feel like they make more plays than they miss. I am still thrilled to have those guys. Dave, I've never wavered on it. I've never wavered on Machado. I absolutely lost my mind the day that he came in. Uh, I'll go back to what we said in the offseason when you kept asking about Hosmer and does Hosmer concern you? What a horrible contract. And I just said I felt like the track record for Hosmer would bounce back, which he's done. I've always liked that. There's just a different excitement about watching those guys on the other side. That Yeah, I watch what people say in New York and Baltimore. I watched a bunch of uh, YouTube highlights the yeah. other day. Shit that pissed people off about Machado got to be honest i was never paying attention to the orioles right i just didn't pay i I don't pay attention to american league baseball you can tell me all day long how great mookie betts is i don't know that i've seen four innings of baseball in mookie betts wow the same rule applies to manny machado you obviously knew machado was a great player but i wasn't watching him enough to have a preconceived notion as who he was as a guy or a player saw him every night on sports center hitting bombs making plays so that when he came to the Dodgers, you're like, fuck, well, let me watch him. That didn't really work out. But when he came here for me and maybe for a lot of other fans, he had a complete clean slate. I didn't look at it and go, I don't know. There have been guys that have come here either with the Chargers or Padres or other guys where you go, ooh, sh-. I'll tell you the guy. I'll yeah. give you the perfect example. When Ricky came here, I think there were a lot of people that thought Ricky was going to go in and disrupt that clubhouse and because of who he had been in different stops, shit, we couldn't have been more wrong. We couldn't have been more wrong about Kevin Brown. 
people are freaked out about Brownie coming here. I love that one too. And so, but at the time, hey, Brownie's a tough guy. You know yeah. what's he like? Because we all know the Padre Clubhouse is a bunch of good guys in it. Is Brownie going to shake it up? He was great. He was great. You wish it yeah. lasted longer. He was yeah. great. But uh, I love it. But who's your most hated Dodger? Oh, it's Joe Kelly right now. Oh shit! I mean, Joe Kelly dominated the Dodgers in the World Series. Dominated them when he was with the Cardinals, and yeah. he is so fucking bad. Why do I, they keep going to him? I think they're just saying we're paying this guy a lot of money. Now it's the time to see if he can get it back. ERA of six point two six. I'm looking at the numbers right now. I'm not a big Austin Barnes fan. Okay. Austin Barnes is a yeah. catcher. Here's the deal. You don't need to be the the greatest baseball player. And I understand there are cameras everywhere, man. But anytime anything goes wrong, man, is that guy for, quick to yell, fuck, as yeah. loud as he can. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have little kids in the crowd and all that. And cuss words never bothered me. But at the same time, there are a lot of parents who just don't want that. They don't want guys wearing the uniform that the kids are looking up and saying, I want to be just like that guy yeah. yelling fuck 20 times a game as loud as he can. Can't do that. You know, Max Muncie does it a shitload too, but Max Muncie hits a ton of home runs. But it, still, the, the this, watch those two guys. The, Max Muncie and Austin Barnes cuss louder and don't try and hide it more than any two guys in baseball. Man. I mean, yeah. j- j- just nonstop. But as far as Dodgers go, I'm just not a huge Austin Barnes fan. I was for, you know, Real Mutos, who I wanted for a long time. Mm-hmm. If you're going to let Yasmani Grandal go, but nah, the Dodgers, if Russell Martin's on the fucking team, the Dodgers are going to have problems, man. As good as that record is right now, yeah. and they're running away with it, look, that bullpen is terrible. And Kenley Jansen seems closer and closer to people figuring it out. If there was a possible trade that they could get a guy like Yates, which, of course, they mm-hmm. won't trade him to the Dodgers, that's who the Dodgers need. But then you got to tell Jansen, you and your big fucking ego, guess what? You aren't going to be the, the closer anymore. There's no way that would work with the Dodgers. They're going to lose this year because they're afraid of hurting Kenley Jansen's feelings. Uh, we're going to tell you the update on Kawhi Leonard in just a second. But first, want to tell you about our friend Brian Curry. I remember the old days when Hacksaw used to claim, and it was my favorite thing, even though I got to know that Saul was completely full of shit. But I loved when Saul used to claim that people would get so mad at him they would put a for sale sign out in his front yard. <laughs> I think maybe we need to get a few of those Brian Curry for sale signs that he has available, and we can just go put them in the front yard at Hacksaw's house, at Will Myers' house, and at Austin Hedge's house. Let's I just like put it. all three of those homes on the market. As quickly as those three homes will move, Brian's going to move your home too. Man, I was talking to a friend the other day who their house moved incredibly quick, but they hadn't sold a house for like 15 years. But they were saying, hey, I keep hearing you mention Brian Curry. I have a family member. Their house has been on the market for 64 days. 64, Dave. Wow. Think about that. If you believe in this market that, hey, we're going to put the house up for sale on July 1st, aren't you thinking that we'll probably have offers by the 20th. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And we could be in escrow by first part of August. And yep. Craziest thing, we're out with cash in pocket by September 1st. Man, these people hadn't had any bites at all by 64 days in. It freezes everything you want to do for your future as you look at kids' schools and everything else going on. That's why you need a guy like Brian. Brian's been doing this for 20 years. He's won every award you can think of. His reputation is unmatched, and when you put that home on the market, that home's going to sell, you're going to sleep well at night, and you're going to have the opportunity to move on to what's next. Very easy to get in touch with Brian. Here's his number, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Again, the best thing about Brian is he's so successful because of word of mouth, because he does a fantastic job, and people are going to say, I trust this guy. 
because of my most important investment. He took care of us. Brian Curry is your guy. He can take care of you as well. I want to wish a happy Canada Day to our friend Al Taylor and all the good people at TaylorMade Pools. Today, national celebration in Canada. I was in conversation with friends in Toronto all day. They were celebrating, and I said, I've already booked a trip. Me, Alan, and Amy are going to Toronto. Nice. We're going to spend the whole night in the Loose Moose right downtown. Then we're going to go play five-pin bowling at Shamrock Bowl. And then uh, the next place we're going to go is down to Murphy's Landing. We're going to close that place. It's going to be awesome. I can't think of two nicer people that should be celebrating Canada Day than TaylorMade Pools and Alan and Amy. But holy cow, Dave, as you went out, were you out in about this afternoon? It no. is starting to warm up uh, instantly. Yeah, super hot. I was on a baseball field for the last four hours. Super hot. And how great would it be if at the end of that hot day you had the opportunity to come home, hang out in the backyard, and relax by your tailor-made pool? I invite you to go to our website. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on that sponsors page and take a look at some of the people that made the call. Man, we have close friends who are like, we're going to make the call and get that tailor-made pool Look at that and say, this is absolutely the way we should be celebrating our life. Forget going to any hotel or local or out of town. Shit, you can have it right in your own backyard. Hang out, relax, enjoy it. Call Alan and Amy. They'll take care of it. Again, 20 years in San Diego, Alan's been extremely successful because he's great at what he does, and he sees things that you don't see, and he understands the business better than you will. Saltwater technology, waterfalls, grotto slides. Turn your backyard into a staycation resort. Don't forget about Alan Taylor. His number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I sent Amy a couple of video tutorials. I said, hey, listen. I need you to realize they don't say a boot up there. You go up there with your jokes and get me in a fight with Ty Domi, it's not going to be a good night. Let me ask you a Padre question real quick here, uh -huh. okay? Because as we're watching the Padres, it looks like it's not their night so far. When you look at Yates being the all-star, mm -hmm. as a big-time Padre fan, does it bother you there's only one Padre? Big-time. Who, big who, who got screwed? Why, why do, you, who, who do you say, you know what, why is that guy playing and not my guy? Uh, well, I, have, I I thought Bill Center pointed it out great last night when he said, why is Dave Dahl in the game? I agree with that. Why is he in the game? Yeah. I, I look at it. Dave, really, at a certain point, it's just about getting guys in the game. For me, Machado's a legit star. M Manny Machado's an all-star. Fernando Tatis, as Ken Rosenthal has said for two days, which I think is great, and I think John Heyman said today, that Fernando Tatis is one of the top five most exciting players in baseball. I agree. And they both said he should be in the all-star game. But I but he missed so many games, yeah. Right. I get that. Uh, Hunter Renfro? Why is, why is Fran Mill Reyes or Hunter Renfro not in the home run derby when Vlad Jr.'s in, when Vlad Jr. has eight home runs? It's name recognition. That's all it is. This home run derby, I have no desire to see the guys that are in this thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see Yelich. Yelich is a guy that's going to barely clear the fence. I want to right. see Fran Mill Reyes. You want to see guys that are going to mash it. Yes, I want to see the Josh Hamilton kind of home run derby. Right, where it goes through. Yeah, Fran Mill Reyes. Shit, Hunter Renfro hits the ball Yeah, a mile. And as Hunter Renfro pointed out, you win it, you get a million bucks. He goes, dude, I want the money. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding, he's um, making the minimum. Kirby Yates is a stud. I think... We are still a little bit in that 
kind of probation period yeah. with people around baseball where you look at this team and you say, hey, they're in the mix for the wild card. But I think by next year, I think this is probably the last year that you go, yeah, we're one guy that we've been forever. Where one guy makes it, whether it's Brad Hand or Kirby Yates, I think moving forward, Tatis Jr. is going to be a regular guy. I think you can make an argument that Eric Hosmer could have been there. Machado could have been there. Uh, even with as many home runs as have been hit this year, Renfro Reyes, one of those dudes should have been in the home run derby. Yeah, I did feel like we got fucked, and I feel like it, it's valid this year to say it. Not in years past when we bitched about it and we are like, oh, shit, come on. There's so many good first basemen, it's tough to, for Hosmer to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you look at the guys that are there and you look at Freeman, you look at Josh Bell, you look at these Did guys. Did Goldschmidt get in? And so, Goldschmidt's not in. You, but it's it's pretty tough to uh, to make it. And so that, 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 one's a, that one's a hard one. I, I think years to come, Tatis is going to be a fan vote guy. Like, they're going to vote him in. People want to see Tatis and what he can do. And He's the unbelievable. Factor. He is. He's extremely exciting to, to watch. He's the most exciting guy by far on the Padres to watch and i tell you what i think between him and maybe bellinger the two most exciting guys in the national league west yeah i i look at that that's not bad at all uh when you look at it but for me i know everybody loves nolan arenado that's fine but i i'll i love watching machado man and i'm sorry you can look at Arenado and go. He's ridiculous, dude. Come on. He is ridiculous, Dave. But he also gets the benefit of playing at Coors Field. Yeah. Well, guess what? Look at his. Look at everyone's numbers when they go to Coors Field. Some do good. Some do bad. What do you want I me to got say? It. How many? Manny's got twenty tonight at Petco. What do you think he has playing at Coors? Oh, you I think, think he's Ma- at. I think he, I think he's closer to thirty. Yeah. Without a doubt, I do. Here's the deal with Manny. Manny has figured it out in the last month. Right. You know, and and people hate when I break down swings and shit. Here's what the difference of Manny Machado. You're going to tell me I'm 100% right. His pitch selection has been better the last. Yeah. He's not swinging outside the strike zone. Well, he he's can not relax. He's shit. not trying to. He's not trying to prove that contract every night. And Ma- exactly. And Manny's at his best when he looks to go either right center or up the middle, and then anything middle in, he crushes it because that's easy for him to react to. He was trying to pull every fucking pitch for the first two months of the year, I, I and now also- he looks like a complete complete hitter. He looks great. I also think the better this team gets, the more you see them in situations. Now, I don't know how many people watched the London series. Were you up watching yeah. the London series? I don't know how many people watch Sunday Night Baseball. I can't imagine that a lot of people watch. I think this game tonight is on uh, MLB Network. It's the MLB game of the week. But again, right now, Dave, as you and I are sitting here, it's quarter to midnight. Yes. On a Monday night on the East Coast. You're in the top of the fifth inning, but I I feel like yeah we got kind of we got kind of fucked this year well, because the there were in... enough guys that are exciting that you could have had you could have had two guys on that team for sure. Okay, let me ask you the games in London. Mm-hmm. You have to help me out with time. They, they They're were ten eight o- hours ahead. Okay, so it's ten o'clock in the morning because they aren't here. Uh, so that's six o'clock, right? Yeah, that'd be six. Yeah, but I felt like the didn't the Sunday game start earlier? It, no, it was still a ten o'clock in the morning game. Okay, so yeah, six. And the other game was at same whatever thing. time. It was the yeah. Same thing, but uh, yeah. just curious because it looked like the sun was out the whole freaking time. Yeah, but I just didn't know where where it was there as far as time was. I thought that was a Sunday night game. I was like, "No way, that can be the Sunday night game." No, they're they, going to run a game at twelve o'clock. At yeah, night. one in the morning. But and I get it. If I'm in London, those are the teams I want, right? I'm yeah. not going. Hey, you see what it is next year? Yeah, I saw it's Cardinals and Cubs. Yeah, those are two marquee teams that hate each other. Yeah, 
So like Red Sox and Yankees, that's not a bad that's not a bad matchup. And the other thing that Vascursion pointed out, look, they're eight hours ahead. You know, if you're San Diego, you don't want to go there. It's a twelve hour flight. And then get up and have to be at the ballpark at 6 in the morning? Everything would be fucked up. There was a situation in the game uh, th- that I'm sitting there watching. Hey, Mud's back. Yeah, um, good. There's a situation in the game between the Red Sox and Yankees where A-Rod talks about Jessica Mendoza drinking. I saw it. That was When he was talking about fuck. going to the pubs? Holy shit. But she said she'd been going yeah, to the pubs. I know. And then he brought it up, and then it went dead quiet. And it was like, what the hell? You aren't supposed to be doing that. They're trying to establish chemistry, and yeah. it's really a struggle. But, you, you know, when you work for a network, you never yeah. talk about the guy drinking. I know. You just don't bring it up. It's well, Mickey Mouse. doing? I don't know. Mickey Mouse is on the fucking checks. I know. I get paid by the same people. They always say to you, Mickey Mouse is listening. Yeah. Don't do that shit. She said as I yeah. walked around going to all the different pubs and checking out all the different pubs, it was cool to have the cricket and, uh, and the ball game on. Yeah, at the same time. And then, I, he made it, then he made it worse, and it was like, Vesker didn't say a fucking word. He's like, I'm just going to stay back. Look, I lived there for a year. I drank a lot in that fucking <laughs> town. I spent nine months coming home detoxing after living there for a year. I don't, it took nine months to dry out. I don't ever remember going in anywhere and having cricket on TV. Now, maybe yeah. they're just making conversation. You would go in, they'd have darts on TV. But it's it's soccer, yeah. Soccer and fights yeah. is all I remember. Soccer and boxing and fucking uh, that was it. Like that was really all. I guess maybe occasionally, but I again I was there for a year. I'm not gonna act like I lived there ten years. But that was all. When you got the papers every day, yeah. I don't remember them talking about cricket at all. All right, real quick before you get to Kawhi, I got to ask you Uh about the trade deadline because this year, by Uh, the way, and I'm jumping all over the place, but Yates, you just mentioned. uh Uh-huh. The Padres is going to make this deal. If they make a deal, it has to be at the end of July. There's only one trade deadline for the first time. It's 30 days. Yes. It kind of bothers you a little bit, doesn't it? Because now you feel like you need a little bit more time to see, are we in this thing or are we not in this wild card that you're going to be forced to make a decision on Yates at the end of July? I'd feel much better if they flip Yates if I felt better about their their seventh and eighth guys. But Wingarten and uh and Stamen. They think and they think Wingarten's your your guy. He's he's your next closer. He's your next big guy. But remember uh, a year ago at this time we freaked out about Brad Hand. Brad Hand, by the way, is an all star again this year. Yeah. But I think there were people that felt uh could Strom be your guy? I don't know. I like uh, and I would mess up Wingender. Yeah. Okay. He's, I think I think he has great stuff. I like that kid. But does he have enough where he can close two nights, three God, nights in this, a row? This organization has never had a problem finding closers. It's insane. Right. Yeah. I'm just thinking Yates is 32. It's not like he's in his 20s. Depends on what you're getting back. And so they're going to get something good back. Something yeah. they're going to like. He's going to get a chance to choose. Look, look how many teams are going to want a guy like him. Yeah. You tell me the Red Sox aren't going to want a guy like him right now? Yeah, I would think. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, you could see a lot of teams, and if the Cubs didn't get Kimbrel, they would have been a team that would be chasing them. Twins will have a guy. Twins will need a guy. I to mean, close. Yeah, and, they're and, they're doing anything. It's funny looking at at the different teams. I mean, if you're the Red Sox, you got to make a trade fast if you think you have a chance even making the postseason right now. I'm you're, you're third in your division. Yeah, I moved those guys. I like what you said before, as far as can you attach a Myers, Myers contract so you gotta take onto Myers, it? You got to take Myers with you. Yeah. 
I mean, when when you got Tatis Jr., you had to give him thirty million cash. You got the guy, but he gave thirty million. Yeah, you got to unload that fucking guy. Yeah, you got to unload that guy. You got to unload him. You got you have to unload Hedges too. Those would be the guys for me, Dave. I have absolutely no problem at all with them cutting the cord with both of those guys. And actually, if Yates goes too, uh, yeah, it'd be a drag. But it's not like you've had him for five years. No, that, that's something. Epitome of buy low, sell high. Yes, and they've done that a lot. Oh, been great at it. Yeah, and just keep loading up. But I do like what Hosmer said the other day where he's like, look, man, why are we talking about being sellers? Let's be buyers. Let I'm me tell you it. something. The front office almost should stop listening to the players, right? You just sit there and make your decisions, which you do. Yeah. Because this guy didn't Tatis thing, if they don't make the postseason this year, it makes you a little bit nervous that you're going, fuck, we gave away a year. When he ended up being hurt for six weeks anyway. It, it's uh, it's a completely different ownership group, and I look at that ownership they group. They should have waited on Tatis. They should have waited a couple weeks on Tatis. Man. Now that you see what he is and everybody sees what he is, you tell but me you he's know. not your next $350 man? Yeah, I just think that I think this team will commit the money and keep him here. Man, you lost a year of control. You never know who's chasing him. Yeah, you know what I mean? chase him. That money could be fucking crazy. Don't you worry about it, okay? Uh, you I'm worry just saying, about. Hey, he's you, gonna look hey, great in an Angels uniform. Turner. He's gonna look great in an Angels uniform. Goddamn, we'll get to Kawhi Leonard. That Tyler Skaggs story, Dave. Reminded us of ten years ago, didn't it? Right, ten years ago, Dave and I were on the air uh, for a couple of weeks after the Nick Aidhart passing. Ten years ago, like right about this time, and man, I'm just I'm looking at his social media. And he's posting pictures of all the guys in cowboy hats. Posted it last night when they landed in Dallas. And uh, just absolutely heartbreaking for that organization. I just sent an email to our buddy Dennis up there today and said, hey, man, we're just thinking about you. You guys have been through way too much heartache between. It was funny. A a guy put it down. Nick Aidenhart, um, Lyman Bostock going way back. Donnie Moore. God, Donnie Moore's another one. Uh, the relief pitcher that passed away in December that I'm mind blanking on in the Dominican Republic that had been in the car accident had come from there. And just what you saw today with Tyler Skaggs. But opening weekend, I went up to Angel Stadium. I took my sons up there. It was the day against the Rangers. Mike Trout hit a grand slam. Albert Poolholtz hit a home run in the game. And the starting pitcher, I looked it up today, the starting pitcher in the game that we were at was Tyler Skaggs. Yeah. And, I, God, Dave, I just, <clears throat> I, I just, my heart breaks for his family, for Brad Osmus, who we've known for a very, very long time, and all those guys on that team. What a terrible, terrible thing for that organization to go through. And just, uh, just horrible to see it. Heartbreaking. This is the sixth angel since 1965 who died while wearing an angel uniform. How crazy Man. is that? Man. Yeah. I mean, and remember the bus crash? Yeah. When Buck Rogers was the manager and they, they were involved in that. There's just been so many yeah. really, really unfortunate things. But they treated you and I incredibly well at that time. And I think we were just chatting about it on the show. Being up there and every night you and I would drive up there. And that memorial for Nick Aidenhart would get bigger and bigger 10 years ago right now. And it's just, uh, it's really, really sad to think that there'll probably be a similar one for Tyler Skaggs. The Padres have had two players die in a Padre uniform. Mike Dar. Mike Dar is one. The other one I don't think you'd ever get, even though it happened in 1996. 
I didn't even know he was a, a Padre, but I guess it makes sense because Tony Gwynn used to talk about him. Who's that? Mike Sharperson. Was he in a, it says he's listed with the Padres. Wow. Okay. Not that I remember. Yeah. But. And, and uh, yeah, Mike Dars, obviously. Uh, brutal. Brutal. Uh, yeah, but, it's, it's terrible. For any organization, any, anytime you see a kid. I mean, come on, 27 years old, that's a kid. Yeah, 12 days away from turning 28. Just got married in the offseason. And it's just when you're, when you're around these baseball teams, man, you're together from February to October. Yeah. And those guys get down there sometimes 11 and 12 o'clock during the day. They don't leave till 12 o'clock at night. You're on the road. You travel. You keep each other sane, and then you go through that on a road trip, man. I just, uh, yeah, your heart breaks for everybody. And my heart breaks for everybody in baseball because it's a small community. Yeah, he, He's been around, and he'd been with the Diamondbacks for a while, was, right? I believe that's correct. Nick. I think he was trade for Dan Heron, and he just he went around. But you see these guys. They all know each other. They all see each other in spring training, or they've played somewhere along the line together. But terrible, terrible story. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad. Just got married uh, this past winter. Yeah. You know, unbelievable. Uh, and then the update tonight on Kawhi Leonard. Man, there was a story that got out on social media that Kawhi Leonard had agreed to a deal with the Lakers. Listening to Ramona Shelbourne tonight, she shot that down. Now, whether or not that's true or false, we'll find out. But, Dave, the L.A. Times wrote a really, really interesting article about the phone conversation between Magic Johnson and uh, Kawhi Leonard. Yes. And according to the L.A. Times, a couple of the questions that were asked from Kawhi's side make complete sense. And he asked Magic Johnson, is it as dysfunctional as it appears? Well, Magic backtracked a little bit and said, hey, it's always the Lakers. LeBron's there, AD's there, and Jeannie Buss is fantastic and kind of skirted around what he said about Rob Palenka. According to the Times, he said, yeah, I did say what I said about Palenka, but we're a family and brothers and sisters fight all the time and eventually you work your way through it. But then he asked, do you think the Lakers would allow me to have my own medical staff. On the surface, Dave, I looked at that, and I go, you know what, man? That is a horrible sacrifice to make if you're the Lakers because then all of a sudden you become a team of three and a team of nine. There's a team of three, which would be Kawhi, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, who have one set of rules, and then the other nine have a completely different set of rules and I looked at that and I thought, man, if I'm the uh, Toronto Raptors, what does Kyle Lowry think when I allow this to happen for Kawhi Leonard? What is Danny Green or Serge Ibaka, anybody else on the team? But then I remembered back to a conversation that you and I had four or five years ago with a member of the Chargers medical staff. And they talked about the amount of pressure put on them by ownership because they're a team employee. Yeah. And their job is to get the players back on the field instantly. And it was kind of held over their head that, hey, look, if you're not able to get player A back on the field, we got a lot of doctors that want this and want the prestige of being an NFL doctor. Get your shit together or you're out. 
And Dave, all of a sudden, if I'm Kawhi, thinking about what happened in San Antonio when he was questioned, thinking about what happened with Kevin Durant, where yep. more stories come out that his toughness was questioned, maybe it's not such a bad idea for some of these star players to have independent medical away from somebody being paid by the same guy who's writing your check. Okay, so here you go. Who's paying that medical staff? Uh, Kawhi. Okay, then you say, yeah, absolutely. But why should I have to pay for it? You know what I mean? If yeah. I'm the Lakers, I'm like, okay, well, if we're paying for it, then it's basically still our team doctor. Why don't you pay for it? We'll respect whatever your guy says. Well, because I know what the team's going to say. The team's going to say, hang on, I'm paying you $30 million, and you're out with a forearm strain. Yeah, I got you. You're out with a forearm strain, and your doctor, who you're paying, goes, oh, yeah. My guy's jacked up. And you're like, hang on. <laughs> you have a you have a strained index finger and you've been on injured reserve for nine weeks. It's a really who ends up, Dave, who's the best one to pay the medical staff so that the players getting the best treatment and the ownership groups getting the best answers? Here's the deal. You got to look at Kawhi in that case and say, what kind of guy is he? Well, we know the guy's going to win you a championship because he'll give you every single thing he has. I mean, he carried Toronto. Mm -hmm. So when push comes to shove, he's going to want to be on the court if he feels he can play. You don't have to worry about him saying, man, I can't play or faking it. Now, look, 22 games he missed last year with the Raptors. He said he needed the time off. Come if on. he joins a team like the Lakers, you can take those days off. You join any other team in the NBA that has the ability to sign him right now, he can't take 22 days off and still make the playoffs. Yeah. You, you can't you can't take 22 days off and Why think Lou Williams is going to do it. Why do you need 22 games off? That's 25% uh, of the I agree. season. It's a shitload. But as these guys tell you over and over again, and I hate when the NBA talks about now shortening the season. Yeah. It's not that's not to me that's that's the wrong answer. What you say is the playoffs are the only thing that matter. You just got to right. get in. And that's what Kawhi is telling you. We, I just got to be healthy for the playoffs. LeBron's telling you the same thing. I just got to be healthy for the playoffs. But when Magic and Bird and Jordan never took days off, right. as a fan base, that's great. If I'm the NBA, this is what I, I say. You take a, take off the days, but you can't take any of them off at home. If you take off a road game, you got to take two off at home. You start punishing the home crowd. Yeah. It's not fair to punish the people that only get a chance to see Kawhi once a year. Right. And that's that's the way the NBA fixes it. You can't sit there and say you're going to take the road games off. Yeah. Just, because when tickets go on, let's say you live in Memphis. Tickets yeah. go on for sale. And Memphis is bad because Memphis is in the West. Let's say you play Atlanta and you say you're going to miss that game. If you're a Hawks fan, you're telling your mom and dad, you got to right. get me to that Laker game. Every and when day. you get there and you find out LeBron and Kawhi aren't playing and it's only Anthony Davis, basically you just buy tickets to see the Pelicans. I got... We got fucked two years in a row going to Clipper games. There was there was really nothing. It wasn't guys sitting out, but it was bad enough. I bought tickets two years ago for the Clippers. Paid a lot, man. When you're buying four seats, it's fucking expensive. Yep. And you get there, and two days before I get there, Blake Griffin has been traded. Yeah. Okay, that's a little different. Last year, I buy tickets. Again, same shit, four tickets. For a game against the Bulls, and the Bulls have three guys sitting out because of load management. I remember that. It's the shittiest precedent set in the NFL. And say whatever you want about Major League Baseball, but for the majority of the time, if you're buying tickets for a Padre game, you're going to go out there, and I'm telling you, Tatis is going to be in that lineup, Machado's going to be in that lineup, Hosmer, Renfro, the guys your kids want to see are going to be in that lineup. The only thing I saw this year was right when Tatis came back, 
which Andy Green took a lot of shit for, and he should have. They were getting ready for an off day, and on that Saturday night with a huge crowd, beach towel night, he, he benched Tatis. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It was stupid. Yep. Tatis is running all around, and that was really, really dumb. But Machado was playing. And That's Hosmer the best thing playing. about Machado and Hosmer. They don't, you don't see them take days off. I think Machado's you know. missed one game this year. Yeah, and and that's that's okay. That happens, right? I mean, if you're going for a Sunday yeah. afternoon game, you better be ready. And I always say to my kids, look, I'm going to buy tickets. But remember, Sunday afternoon, they've been going all week. That might be the day when we see Greg Garcia. Yeah. Like, you still want to roll? And they're like, yeah, we want to go. Okay. You get out there and Tatis is in the lineup. You go, fuck, okay, great. Yep. We're off. But this NBA bullshit <laughs> with this load management, I'm sorry, Dave. I think it's a joke. How about if, if, what you can say to the players this in your next negotiation? Mm-hmm. So we're not going to cut it down from 82 games. But what we will do is we're going to stretch the season to August. Now, what would you guys rather have? Well, You guys want to get out in June or you want to get in August? We'll play less games during the week, but we're going to stretch this fucking season out through August. I'll tell you what. If most nights you're playing 30 minutes, I don't have any problem with on an occasional night you play 12. Because but you know why guys don't want to do that? Because it fucks with their averages. Yeah. Instead of averaging 28 points a game, all of a sudden you're averaging 17 points right. a game. Guys right. don't like that shit. Yeah, because when you come down for San Diego... If you know Kobe's going to play part of the first quarter and part of the fourth quarter, you're still going. Yeah. You're still going because you're going to say, even for those few minutes, we got to see LeBron play. We got to see Kobe play. He was in the game, and we got to see him, and it was worth whatever I paid for the ticket. I think about that guy who bought courtside seats for six grand Yeah, to see Milwaukee and the Lakers, and Giannis and, and LeBron didn't play. Yeah. I'm like, well, if you got six grand to pay, fuck you. It's probably crazy. <laughs> but um, I also, with Kawhi, yeah. you said that he's committed to championships, right? I want to believe that. I don't know that anybody really knows anything deep in yeah. about that guy. If I, I don't think anybody knows anything. I don't know anything. I'll tell you right now. I just think, <laughs> honestly, my think if I see he's committed to anything, it's to longevity. Boy. Meaning that he wants to play for a while and he has bad knees. We know he has bad knees. I watched that. I read the quotes that were in that LA Times article today. And I flashed to our favorite movie scene that we always talk about. Rocky Three. Yes. And it's so incredibly dumb. But whoever wrote that scene was so spot on when Mickey and Rocky are sitting in the hallway of that beautiful mansion under that huge painting and Rocky cannot figure out why Mickey won't get him the fight with Clubber Lang. And he says, kid, you got civilized. Yep. And I'm telling you, Dave, you see it in every sport where guys lose that desire to be great. They lose that desire. Fighters talk about it all the time. When you have 15 million in the bank, that 4.30 alarm becomes 8 o'clock real quick. And all of a sudden, reading all those quotes today, he all of a sudden looked like a guy that changed the alarm from 4.30 in the morning to 8 o'clock. Where do you think he ends up? If you're a betting guy. Uh, I'm still going to stick with Toronto. Okay. And I'm going to stick with Toronto. We could go where would you said Toronto as well? Because Masira Jury gets gets the final meeting. And that guy's pretty. Would you picked Toronto a week ago too, like you haven't changed. You still say it's Toronto a week ago and a week ago. I today. just assuming he stays 
to his word and gives Toronto the last meeting, I I think what he hears in that could be pretty interesting. Do you really want to go? You're going to be the third guy. You're the he, third guy in Toronto. Will. Even though he's the... Okay. Or I'm sorry, third guy in L.A. Yeah, he's still right now the best player in the NBA. He is, right. but you're right. He will be the third in guy LA, in L.A. In L.A., you're the third guy. In L.A., he'll be the third guy. And well, shit. at least the second guy. At least number two. He's, it, it, when they look back at the highlight videos of the Lakers, it's going to be LeBron. Always. Okay, you're right. But again, how much does he go with Kawhi? You don't know what Kawhi is about in his head. And... All of a sudden, I look at that. This idea that he wouldn't be bothered in L.A. is the biggest bunch of shit that I've ever heard. <laughs> it's hard to hide when you're that big and you look like him. Absolutely. If they're bugging the fucking Jenners and Bieber yeah. and everybody else that rolls around L.A., you think all of a sudden Kawhi is going to be ignored when he's coming out of Craig's in West Hollywood? That ain't happening. I know it. I live it. They still fucking talk to Scott Bale. You think Kawhi's going to blend in? Oh, my gosh. That's the biggest bunch. Of, if you're a member of the L.A. Kings, yeah. if you're Ela Kovalchuk, you blend in. Nobody yes. knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> Nobody knows who the fuck you are. You're like, hey, I'm Ela Kovalchuk. What? Who are you? Are that you the drummer funny. for 311? Get the fuck out of here. Kawhi Leonard's, they're going to be up his ass everywhere he <laughs> Who's goes. Who's the most famous guy in the Ducks? Uh, sh- yeah. Ryan Getzloff? Okay. Getzloff, right? Yeah. I would think. Okay. John Gibson? I, yeah, I yeah. agree with you. I agree with it, you on that. And when you go to Ducks games, those are the jerseys you see. All right. So I was thinking about it before the show. The 10 most famous athletes in L.A. right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's assume Kawhi signs with the Lakers right. and Clippers. Where is Kawhi in that top 10 list? Oh, they're one, two, and three, aren't they? I don't know. May, they might be. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll throw a couple at you. You tell me if they're higher. Or right now, I have LeBron, Kawhi, one. Anthony Davis. Okay, going and, in, and one, two A and two B. So more famous than Mike Trout. Uh yeah. More famous than Clayton Kershaw. Ah, uh, oh, Kershaw is good. Kershaw That's a Hall of Famer. My, Kershaw would be in my top five. More, but yeah. More famous than Cody Bellinger. Absolutely. More famous than here's a big one for you. Otani. Oh. Otani is world famous. Yeah. You know what, though? Uh, Otani can blend in. Yeah. He can. I'm just saying, as far as most popular guys, here's where it gets kind of crazy. More famous than Aaron Donald. Best defensive player Absolutely. in the NFL. Maybe the best player in the NFL. Absolutely. Because when you see Aaron Donald walking around, I think on TV, we picture Aaron Donald being the size of the Hulk. More, Aaron Donald can blend in. More famous than uh, Todd Gurley. Yeah, but Gurley's in Gurley may Gurley and Kershaw may round out my top five. Okay, here, here you go. I, I bet, bet Trout can blend right in. I bet walk he can. Around. Let me give you a couple more. All right, I kind of okay. like this game all of a sudden. More famous than Philip Rivers. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Is it funny? If Rivers like is right there towards the bottom. Yeah, you, he's not even, maybe not even in the top yeah, ten. When you look at Philip Rivers and somebody recognizes him, you think you know who that dude is. I know exactly who that guy is. That guy's the day manager at the Marina Del Rey Barnes and Noble. <laughs> That's where I see him all the time. When I go in and buy Popular Science, he's the guy always asking me if I'm a Barnes and Noble member. Okay, I'm asking if this guy blends in. All Eric right. Weddle. Uh, Weddle, yeah, Weddle just looks like he belongs on Venice Beach asking yeah. me for a quarter. 
What about Joey Bosa? Do you, can you even people in LA even know Joey Bosa? Bosa? Yeah, Bosa. You're like, I know who that dude is. That guy's the Miz from the WWE. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he blends right in. Here, I'm gonna throw three coaches at you that make it make your head spin. Okay. Okay. I got it. Nobody even talks about Chip Kelly. No, none. Yeah. I mean, Chip Kelly was big time. No yeah, one none. even talks about Chip Kelly Fuck at all. No. Correct? He looks like a guy that played the lead in The Shield. Yeah. <laughs> or The Commish. The Commish. I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> he was in The Commish. Okay. Another famous Michael coach. Chiklis, was yeah, Michael Chiklis. Yeah, Michael Chiklis. Another famous guy, Sean McVay. Sean McVay uh, would be about 50 50. The first 50 would say, hey, that's Sean McVay. The other ones would say it's Julian Edelman. And the other 50 <laughs> would ask their chick, which one of the Backstreet Boys is that guy? Is right. that Kevin? Here's the one that's coming next year. Okay. Urban Meyer is going to be head coach at USC next year. Oh! That's another big name. I mean, it's crazy when you think of all these big names I just threw at you. Yet, I don't disagree when well, you say one, two, and three are going to be the three Lakers if Kawhi ends up a Laker. Now, the one guy you skipped over with all of them that would be Go ahead. right up there with them would be Phil Jackson. Yeah. Phil Jackson would be the guy. Still even live in L.A.? I don't even know anymore. Uh, still in Montana. Yeah, I think Waiting he's... Waiting for Judson to take his vacation. They go fishing right, together. Right, so they can go drive the Dodge Ram. Play guitar and listen to Freddie Fender 8-tracks. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Fucking weirdos. <laughs> Go try flannel on at the LLB outlet. Fucking weirdos. Oh, shit. Wearing Crocs around, a, telling the, everybody it looks cool. One of those pants you wear when you go fly fishing so you don't yeah. get wet. Yeah. Yeah. Those big, yeah. With the, like the overalls. Yeah. Like those rubber pants. Yeah. yeah. Knowing those two fucks, they probably got cheese sandwiches in the pocket. Still dry, Judo. <laughs> Fucking drinking mellow yellows, you dicks. <laughs> Catch and release. Love nature. Fuck you. Eat it. Eat that fish. Dude, he's tagging up from second again. Throw him right on the fire. Dude, he did it again. Fucking guy's unbelievable. Fucking Tatis tagged up from second base again. How the fuck does that happen? And the Giants knew it was going to happen, and they couldn't do it. He's unbelievable. That's crazy. No, sorry. We're watching the game. Ripping Judd's at the same time. Uh, Judd's awesome. He would like all that shit. Yeah, I think Phil Jackson's in there. But I don't know. I, I just think, Dave, I think the right play for him. This is what's great. Yeah. No, he tagged up from third. I know. All right, you say he tagged up from second. No, 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 the second baseman. The second baseman caught that ball, and he tagged up again. Jesus Christ. Because yeah. he's in their head. Yeah, it was, even, it was a horrible throw. Yeah, but he's in their yeah, head he where everybody tries to rush the play. Um, So I talked to a friend in Toronto today, somebody very close to me. Talked to them this morning, and I go, uh, hey, reports – that Kawhi's going to sign with the Lakers. Ah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> hey, for fuck's sake, we're done with him. We can't play this game. We don't like mysteries here. We made our best offer, and if you don't like it, hey, move on. Did they make an offer yet? Just the max. So then today... Calm down. So then today I go, uh, yeah, I know that I like all this shit. This shit about individual trainer and bringing your... 
entourage together, the whole thing. I go, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe move on. Oh, I don't know. We might, we'd probably be willing to do that. I go, what the fuck? What happened to five hours ago when it was for fuck's sake we're cutting the cord? Duh. Pro sports aren't like that. I go, I spent 25 fucking years working in pro sports. I haven't been working at fucking Target. Give me a break. So that's it. Canada, the city of Toronto, wanted to. And I said, you know what? I'm going on the air tonight speaking on behalf of my beloved Raptors. Whoa, hang on. They said, hang on. You were here for a weekend. I go, I don't give a shit. I don't need to be judged. I think, I know they, I know how bad that, I saw a thing today that was incredible. David said it's the highest number of fans of any team. Because when you think about it, you got 40 million people. You have one team for the entire nation. I know how bad they want him. I know how much it would mean to him. But in fairness to Kawhi, he was traded there. He didn't elect to go there. He was traded there. It's an old team too. Who? The Raptors are the oldest team in the NBA. Yeah. I, I just think I don't think the Raptors could beat the Sixers or Celtics right now. Mm. Or the Bucks. I don't know, man. That's I don't what I'm know. saying. I think things got tougher in the East all of a sudden. And then in a year Durant comes back, the Six, East is different. Yeah. Sixers get rid of Jimmy Butler, which is yeah. addition by subtraction. I just think, man, I think there was something for, for what they have built up there. But I I'd I'd want to hear what the team's future is. I think Nick Nurt I mean it's still Frank Vogel. I got it. It's still Frank Vogel, and you got to figure out who's running the point. Because you lost Seth Curry today. Yeah. Your guy jumped. Yeah, I, I never said he was my guy. I never once asked for him on this show, ever. Who's your point guard? Rondo. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck what? Fuck the you. guy never wants to shoot. Oh, fuck He's the only what? guy that never fuck wants you. the ball. It's an open invitation to go fuck yourself. Dude, your kid could play point for the Lakers. Just fucking throw it up. One of those three are going to get it. Who's come, who's on your Who's on your bench? Don't worry about it. All right, I am worried about it. <laughs> get, I won't sleep a wink till you tell me who's on that bench. We're gonna get Green, Mark Madsen coming back. It's fine. We don't. Mark Madsen's a great guy. Not worried about it so much. There Igu- was Iguodala. <laughs> That's what they say. He's gonna get bought out. Iguodala's coming. All right. Then what? What'd you make of the report that the Lakers may have to fire Frank Vogel before game one that to get the funny. deal done with Kawhi? How about, okay, a couple guys. So how, who do they go to? Jason Kidd? How, oh, my God, dude. Jason Kidd is sitting right Jason there. Jason Kidd would be already, the guy. He's already on the staff. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Lionel Hollins? She's on the staff, too. Fuck. You're fucked. How about the Suns coach fucked that up? He chose the wrong team. Yeah. Ty Lue. And then Lou <laughs> fucked it up too. Yeah, Monty Williams. Monty Williams. I don't know, man. I hope he. Uh, it's easy for me to say. Where's, where's uh, the? Who's that? He used to coach the Rockets. Was a coach of the Lakers. Used to freak out. Oh yeah, Rudy Tom Rudy Tom Donovich is still an employee of the Lakers. Still, guys. Yeah, having panic attacks, eating steak dinners, couldn't make it home. Remember, he had to quit. Yeah. Fuck. Ah, this fucking team. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm sick of this. Phil Matone, why is his cock's head? Why is this guy on the roster? Why is this I fucking think every, guy? Every Padre fan says that every game he pitches. Uh, that's the guy yeah. I hate the most yeah. of anybody. I I mean, I get it. It changed a 7-1 to game to 8-1. to Why? Fuck. Brian Mitchell's like, seriously? Driving Uber right now? <laughs> 
Brian Mitchell's like, oh, I'm the. Is dick. Brian Mitchell even in the organization? Or is he out of the organization? Fuck no. <laughs> Works at Smart and Final. He's a fucking weirdo too. <laughs> Bring that chicken dick back. Fucking guy. Fucking punk. <laughs> I don't know why he's a punk. <laughs> what he do? <laughs> what do you do that makes oh him a punk, gosh. Dave? I don't know. That's just my anger. That's your anger. All, All right. right. Let's get out of it. All right. I want to mention a couple guys that really make the show go. I want to thank the guys over at Hot Sauces and More. Don't forget, it's with an N, not with an N. It's Hot Sauces and More.com. Check out the best way to barbecue to make your food taste great. Look, you better not wait around. Fourth of July is yeah. coming up on Thursday. Shithead. Yeah. Get your chicken ass over there and get yourself a grill, motherfuckers. Jesus. Yeah. Nobody wants your world famous. Microwave hot dogs on the fourth. With that God. stupid line cut right th- down the center so they oh, blow up all over God. the microwave. With mayonnaise on it. Oh, yeah. for, as they tell me daily, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Let's get it done. So shake your ass over there. Yeah. Get that big green egg. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best investment you ever had, and your neighbors are going to go, how do you do it? It's easy. I went to hot sauces and more. Yeah, uh, tomorrow night. In the Otai Ranch Mall, Dave, there is the Farmer's Market. And I highly encourage you on a Tuesday when you're listening to it, every Tuesday night at the Otai Ranch Mall, Farmer's Market, and make your way over. Go say hi to Brian and all the people at Hot Sauces and more because he told me they are cooking up brisket like a madman. And you can see for yourself. You know what? We always talk about the barbecues. The one thing that we got to talk to Brian is you and I sitting here every night we're goddamn famished by the end of the show, but we continue to move forward and persevere. Let's get a couple of samples of hot sauces in here. And yeah. let's just see how hot we can go. Jesus. Or not are that good, Are you good with spices? No. I'm usually pretty good. Are you? I went somewhere in uh, Arizona for um, chicken wings and asked for the hot, hot, oh. hot one. Dude, I think my nose ran for three straight days. It was our, embarrassing. Our girl, Laura Kane did the funniest thing. She's got two friends and they went to hot sauces and more. And she had them put a little chip. They tried like the, the really hot. And this guy just lost his mind, lost his mind, how hot it was. And then about 10 minutes later, there's the next video of them at hot sauces and more where they go to the El Diablo extreme. And this guy just, he was crying. It's the funniest. <laughs> I love that shit. I do too. You know what we're going to do? How about this? I got an idea. Yeah. Our guys at uh, Mad Friars have sent us a bunch of autographed baseballs. We have a charity event coming up on September the 8th where we're walking uh, for suicide prevention. And... I would say that would be a good thing. If you're going to make a donation and be part of the walk, we're going to have a couple of baseballs to give away that day, courtesy of Mad Friars. But I think, Dave, it's no big deal if you just walk. We're just doing a, a one-mile walk for, for suicide awareness. The thing about Jake's dad, Erica, your father, Lou. But I think if you're willing to come down and be a part of that walk and go for the hot sauces and more challenge... We could probably be talked into finding a baseball or two to give away to the winner, right? Wow. That'd be something else. Would you be up for that? I'd be up for it. I think you're going to earn it. <laughs> One of these guys hit the uh, hit the El Maximo? Yeah. 
Right? No way. Yeah, you think they can make it through? Yeah, like we should set Who's up like four enough? of them. Oh, I think uh, who are my guys that I know can make it? Oh, uh, uh, Amazon. Can Pete and Point Loma do it? Uh, no. How <laughs> Billy could? I think Billy could. I would like to see. You know, we should do. We should. Is that another one? Dude, it's almost three. You're lucky it was only two. This son of a bitch. <laughs> Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Hey, kid. You don't have to put everything belt high. Joe Kelly thinks he's doing fine. Yeah. Fuck. If I'm in the home run derby next week, I'm like, just bring Phil Maton with me. That motherfucker, I'll hit 80. God damn it. Here I was thinking about ways to raise money for charity. And this guy has really ruined an otherwise enjoyable evening. Fuck it, eh? Guy hit it looked like goddamn Dustin Johnson hitting it off the tee. Whack! <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, you know, Phil's struggling a little bit. He's loose in the hips. And uh, his release point, I, I had a few of these guys when I was coaching Randy. I, I You know, I, I, well, the young man's struggling right now, Dave. That's for sure. And I don't appreciate everybody saying, hey, is that Jeff doing the show noon to three? That's not him. <laughs> I missed it today. Was today's debut? A lot of people turned in and they were asleep by 1220. I don't appreciate that either. When I look in, I have kids in this town and grandkids. And when you put hashtag nap, nap block, that's not nice. <laughs> Turn on the show, go lay in the hammock. They were like, great afternoon. Oh, tossing and turning, put 97.3 on. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> you son of a bitches are ruthless, man. God damn it. I laugh every time. Ah, I take the bait every time. Hey, going to be a great show coming up tomorrow. We're going to talk to Fred Kendall. Fred, when you were behind the plate, how would you get this sorted out? We may even take some phone calls. Which one? Was it you that asked him, are you going to do Mount Rushmore, you no, fuckers? No, someone else did that. God, me. you knew he'd but take the bait. But I did laugh bait. my ass off. It was the funniest thing of the day. Hey, we're going to do that, absolutely. And then we're going to do my other favorite bit. Who's got the best mustard in town? <laughs> can't wait. That's the best mustard. <laughs> can't, can't wait to get your answers. Oh, I yeah, that Phil, he's really loose. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking shit. Uh, all right. I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. All what right. Was- I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams. Hey, tonight was my night, Dan. Or, so I hate to say it. Yeah. All right. One for the good guys Dan-imal. over here. Animal. <laughs> Dan's your guy to figure out your finances. How can you make your finances last? More and more people living longer than ever. How are you going to make that money last? Are you worried about your finances and are you going to have enough to retire? Make sure you give Dan Williams a call, 858 688 6813. Again, 858 688 6813. Dave, borrowing money is incredibly important, but how you repay that money is just as important, if not more so. That's why I love the two free books that you can get from Dan. Go to San Diego Lending.us slash Dave Jeff. I don't know what happened to my notes. I had like extensive notes about all of our friends here, and I feel like somebody came in and threw them all away. I don't appreciate it at all. I'm filing an official protest, but I can tell you 
that as you get ready to buy that house for a 30-year or 15-year commitment, it doesn't matter, you have to make sure that your mortgage plan fits into your overall financial plan. Something Phil Matone's going to figure out when he realizes he's moving from San Diego to Lake Elsinore <laughs> or beyond. <laughs> moving to fucking uh, Bora Bora, if I had anything to do with it. Fucking kid. Sucks. But having all of that, having somebody like Dan who spent 20 years doing this at the highest level, because when it, and all of us are doing it, it's the first of the month. Yeah. How many bills did you have to write today? How many checks did you have to write today? Right? It feels like every time you look up, your email is going crazy. Your mortgages do. Your car payments do. Hey, your Patreon bills do. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate that. <laughs> And uh, everything else that comes with it. Well, to get the peace of mind that you need, that's why you need Dan on your side. It starts with those two free books, then the phone call, but it starts with sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Get the books for free. And absolutely, if you're a member of the military, Dan is a proud, proud sponsor of the Honor Foundation. Man, they do so many things that are incredible for all of you that are brave enough to serve. It's time that you get rewarded for it. Get the two free books, and then you're off and running. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger's your guy for the website to make your business look like it's the real deal. So many people are calling Kyle. Their calendar's filling up really fast because he's great at what he does. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Dave, I heard an amazing story today. It was about a guy who isn't sure that he likes a particular activity, so he just does it once a month to make sure he doesn't like it. Yeah, I know. I'm not Crazy. sure if he likes it or doesn't like it, but to sample, get samples of this particular activity. He goes, you know what? I need a website. And I said, call Kyle Fluger. He'll set you up perfect. <laughs> and, I mean, it's everybody. Drew Goodman in Denver, Dave Logan, two guys yeah. that are starting their own podcast. They knew where to go. They listened to the Dave and Jeff show. Looked at our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, and looked at that sponsor page and said, man, is this thing set up perfectly? By the way, yes, we are always looking, not you, for anybody else. We're always accepting new sponsors. It is going to be a very busy couple of weeks because my two mouth-breathing kids are out of town a week from today for three weeks. Wow. Yeah, get them the fuck out of here. Join the Army. And he should be in boot camp. So uh, we're going to have bonus shows to get you all caught up. If you'd like to sponsor the show, Dave never looks at his email. It's great because people send us shit all the time. And I go, hey, what would you think of that? What? I didn't read it. So email me, jp.setheyahoo.com. If you refer somebody and they sponsor the show for three months, yeah, uh, you will get the opportunity to come down and punch Dave right in the eye. No, you will not get to punch Dave in the eye. But we'll get you something cool. Maybe a unique Dave and Jeff shirt. We'll get you invited into the garage. We're always looking for referrals. Shit, we may even kick you a couple hundred bucks. I don't know. We'll figure that out. By the way, I did just order a couple more Dave and Jeff shirts. Which ones? The black ones? The black ones. I just ordered about 24 more. You did? That's fun. All right. When are they coming in? They'll be here anytime. But Uh, but people ask us all the time, and so I did order some more of them, uh, which we're obviously very excited to hand them out. So it's great to get a chance that you guys are so happy to take pictures. I love when you guys take pictures. You travel the world, and you take pictures in them. I get a kick out of it. Uh, Email me if you'd like to sponsor the show, jp.seth at yahoo.com. The final part that I have tonight, and I got one more thing for you, too, is I say this, and Dave says this, with peace and love, quoting our friend Ringo. 
It feels like over the last 10 days, I have gotten an abundance of people emailing saying, can you please promote this charity event? Can you promote this restaurant? Can you promote anything else? I say this respectfully. The guys that sponsor this show pay for their sponsorships. It's the backbone of the show. And it would be incredibly disrespectful to them if I came on and just started promoting every restaurant. So I won't do it. The other deal is with charity, we're doing a suicide awareness walk and we're doing it on September the 8th out of respect to Jake who mentioned it and, and brought it to our attention. And then we have a Jake's Project event that is coming up a little bit later this year. Those will be the two charity events that we do in 2019 because we have found that if you start doing one every month, it dilutes the meaning. Yeah, We're doing one in Jake's memory and we're doing this one coming up on September in my dear friend Erica Lee's memory, Dave's father Lou's memory, and that's it. There will not be... I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm not going to tweet anything out. I'm not going to retweet it. It just, it ultimately takes down the impact of what we're trying to do on the 8th. And if it impacts what I'm trying to do with Jake's projects, I just can't do it because that's where my heart is. I hope you understand it. But please stop emailing me and sending me messages saying, can you promote this restaurant? We're dying. Can you promote this charity event? Because I know you know people. I'm sorry, man. I would love to. But when I get 20 to 25 of them a year, at some point, people are going to say enough's enough. The two that we're doing are incredibly important to this show, and uh, and that's why it's it. And like I said, if somebody wants us on their float for the Pride Parade because of how that community has embraced us, we'd love to be a part of it. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. I'm sure it'll still be a great day. But September 8th and then Jake's projects coming up a little bit later as we move forward on that. Those will be the two for the year. And also, yeah, sorry, Dave, but for all of you that are nice enough to listen to this show and sponsor this show, and whether it's Patreon or supporting the guys that do it, I just don't want to beat you over the head with 90 fucking things. I'll give you two. If you want to make a 5 or $10 donation, shit, if you want to retweet it, it's great. But I hope you understand it's also out of Dave and I's respect for all of you that have supported this show that uh, we're not going to hit you over the head with 90 things. When we do it, it's stuff that means a lot to us, like getting Bob Chandler in the Padre Hall of Fame. And uh, and other than that, it's just kind of here to give you a little break from your everyday bullshit. Last thing I was going to say is Friday, I'm going up to see the Padres. Yeah. Pa Padres are playing the Dodgers on Friday. I just went and looked at the pitch and matchup. It's going to be Paddock against Kershaw. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. Maybe it's the, the good. handing of the torch of the National League West. Well, they, they, kicked, uh, they kicked Paddock around a little bit last time he was up there. And I wonder if he's got a little bit of the red ass going into that. Dave, I like that game for Paddock. It'll be a good game, I think. And I'll be honest with you, watching the Dodgers, they need that all-star break. It might be a good time Pods to face the too. Dodgers this weekend. It's uh, Anyway, so I'm, I'm going up. I'm going to see a buddy of mine who I've known my entire life, but we haven't seen each other in years. I mean, yeah. outside of for a brief second, he showed up to Jake's funeral, but I haven't seen him before years. that yeah. in almost 10 years. So he tells me, he goes, you want to drive up to the Dodger game and, and meet up there? You know, and I said, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll go up there. And he goes, all right. I just want to let you know my mother-in-law is coming with us. She's in town from Arizona. Well, we, <laughs> when we were in high school, his mother-in-law had a stroke that paralyzed the left oh, side of her face. Oh, shit. Okay. So he says to me, I'm not going to order the nachos this time because most of them end up on the floor. And I was like, that might be the coldest motherfucking thing I ever heard. But then I laughed for about 10 minutes. You did? I laughed at a stroke victim. And I was like, ah, that's why they call well, me the great. devil at times. Well, I guess 
one of the things we'll be doing benefiting Jake's projects. We end up signing a charity, but maybe we'll do it for the local stroke committee. That's really great. I'm really glad you shared that story. Hey, I got one more thing I got to get in. I got to tell this joke. Do you have any amputee jokes you want to tell? I don't. I don't. Best thing about making jokes about stroke victims that can't write hate letters. Now what? It gets worse. I could be here all night. I'll just dig that grave. All right? You and Phil Maton. Go ahead. I can't believe that sack of shit leisure fryer (laughs) lost his mind. Hey, by the way, congratulations to Miserable Padre fan. It's having a baby. That's awesome. Why don't you do that kid a big fucking favor and raise him a Dodger fan so he doesn't have a lifetime of misery like you, cocksucker? Huh? Why don't you help that kid out? Who are you talking to? Me or Eric? Talking to Eric. That's a shitty thing. You already blew it. Oh, that's a shitty thing to say. Fucking your imitating coach. Say, let's find the best mustard in town. (laughs) Hey, don't forget, be here Thursday. I got to tell you this story, Dave. I went to the mall. Got a six pack of athletic socks made by Pony. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you're excited in the morning. I didn't even realize until my wife pointed out that I had the heel part over my toe. <laughs> we'll take calls. Have you, ever, have you ever had that happen where your heel was on your toe? That's going to happen. And then I'm going to cry because I realize all of you right now are like, just put a needle in my paw and put me to sleep. <laughs> just neuter me right now. So great. I got to bring this up real quick. Go ahead. I, I wasn't going to do this, but fuck it. Listen, I love Johnny Cantera. Yeah. Johnny Cantera is a great dude. This is nothing about John Cantera. But if you're 97.3 and you had the opportunity to go make a deal with Darren Smith. Yeah who is the number one guy in this town and has been the number one guy in this town for a while, has done an amazing job in middays, has done an amazing job in afternoons, and you just fucking say, you know what, we're not going to do it. We're going to bring John in. And again, John would have been the perfect guy at some point in that lineup. But you have one guy who's the guy. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, you know what I said? I go, this is them saying, and when I looked at Kaplan's thing today, there's 15 fucking people watching the Callaway show. I don't know what that means. I know Scott's got all the radio shit out of 1090, and he's getting ready to move into a new building that he said was like 1,500 square feet. That's like the size of a two-bedroom condo. I don't know how you're going to make it work, but I'm cheering for him. Yeah. For all the people that would be impacted. But if you have 15 fucking people watching at 3 o'clock, I know there's a great deal of difference between a live stream and having the ability to go back to 1090. I get all that. But what that tells me, Dave, is that the management at 97.3 said they're not threatened by the idea of 1090 coming back. Dumb. They're not threatened... By anything that 1360 is doing. And so they said, we don't have to go out and get the guy in this market. We can take a guy. Yeah. And look, I love the fact that that they're local at noon. I think no matter what John does at noon is miles ahead of the Doug Gottlieb show, which is absolute shit. Boring. And I don't know why there's this love affair with Gottlieb, but whatever. 
I appreciate it. But if I'm Stephen Ben, there's a part of me today going, fuck, man, we could have really been a difference maker. We could have had our show in the morning, which should still be six to nine. There's no reason for those dudes to be on at five, but yeah. whatever. I like it because Steve's got to get up at one in the morning. It's hilarious. Rome, whether you love him or hate him, where you're at, I don't care. It's a 0.0. Yeah. But you still go, okay, we're CBS. He's CBS. We got to run him. I get that. But then if you go, we have Darren from noon to three. Yep. You have Tony Jr. and Ello. And I don't know how you figure that. And coach in the mix doing Padre. I'm not saying take John out. I, I don't have any problem with John being on that lineup. I'm just saying as an audience, when you look at it and you go, they had the opportunity to go out and add the, a really talented guy that would have, I would assume, if you made a decent, I haven't talked to Darren about it, but I would assume if you made a decent offer, Darren would go over there and well, make a difference. Look, they blew it. They Ten, threw the towel in. 1090 was kicking the shit out of everybody. Right. By not signing Darren... 1090 can possibly go back to what they wore and kick the shit out of everybody. If you would have taken Darren out of the mix, yeah, that's a huge punch in the chest to Kaplan and what he's trying to right. do. Right, right. They completely blew it. I because mean, that's great for Scott, and hopefully Darren comes right back. But at the same time, 97.3 could have taken control of the sports market forever. He's also probably the best baseball guy in town. Great contacts. All around Major League Baseball, you're the baseball flagship. You're well liked. The whole thing. It just, it, I make, I look at that, Dave, and I go, you know what? I just fucking hate guys that mail it in. And to me, I get with that building at Intercom, the guys that really make the money for them, and I understand it. Our Kason, our Sunny ninety-eight point yeah. one. Kixie's completely fallen off the Poor map. Poor Sue Vincent's doing morning and afternoon traffic. Yeah, now. it's yeah. they didn't know how to operate her. And the guy who was such a dipshit had been there 35 years. He got run the fuck out because he was a dick. Dipshit. But but they're, they're so far down the ladder. And if you're Stephen Ben, uh, maybe the guest, hey, fuck, it's just nice to work. We got to cash a check. Steve's got a young kid. The, the benefits come in huge. That's all good. But I feel bad for those guys because 97.3 had an opportunity to really put the foot on the throat of 1360 and really put the throat on anything being developed at 1090 and send a message to the audience that, hey, we get it. We went and got Stephen Ben. We upgraded the mornings. We brought Darren in to do middays. Uh, but we didn't get rid of Coach. Coach still has a spot here. Tony Jr. still has a spot here, right? We took care of our guys. You go, fuck, that's really cool. And instead, they just fucking... Yeah, they did. They fucked it up. Yeah, they completely blew it. And I don't want to hear any more about how Ben's the hardest working guy in the business. Fuck no, but Tony Jr. That's what I say. Without a doubt, it is Tony Jr. Holy shit, he's everywhere. Right. I love Ben. You work three you minutes the, at 11. You aren't the hardest working guy in your own fucking building. Fuck no. Stop patting yourself on the back. Well, I don't know that he pats himself on uh, the back. Woods pats himself on the back. Holy shit. You know what you do <laughs> if you're Ben? This is what I would do if I was sales manager at 97.3. I give him the fucking idea right now. You know who would sponsor that show? Fucking Winnebago. <laughs> and then Ben, like the Madden Cruiser. 
the Benny Cruiser. Ben drives right down there to Euclid Avenue. He sets it up, right? He got a little hot plate. Makes himself a Denver omelet yeah. at 6.30. <laughs> Falls asleep. Gets up at 10. Writes what he can write every night. Phil Maton fucked us over again. And then he just sleeps right there. Yeah. That fucking kid sleeps like, like, an, angel. like an angel. Good dude. Guarantee you. That's it. Yeah. But I, I uh, again, it's no reflection on John. They could have put anybody in there. But the idea that you skip over Darren when you could have sent a message to the audience like, hey, we're really going to fucking go for it and give you the sports station you want. To me, they just said to all you guys, hey, fuck you. <laughs> Don't tell us how to run our radio station. We got to be 24th in the market on our own. We don't need any help from you, <laughs> shithead. Shit. All, right. all right, we're coming back Wednesday. How long did this one go tonight? An hour 21. All right. Well, hopefully that old sack of shit's happy with that. <laughs> uh, we'll see you Wednesday, everybody. See you. So let